It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern Northern News. Hello and welcome to Northern News. Northern News. News. I'm Amy Gledhill. My name's Ian Smith. Lovely to meet you, Ian. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to finally meet you in person. <laughs> it's lovely to meet you. Doing all these via Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I think people would be really disappointed if they, especially as they we see the um, social media clips where it very much looks like we're together. Oh yeah. But I guess maybe if we both had uh, similar backgrounds in our houses. Yeah. Well, mine's always this. Oh, yours is dull grey. And you're wearing lovely bright clothes. Yeah. Dark blue. <laughs> I'm not a very bright clothes person. No, I don't think I don't think everyone needs to be. No. I never used to be, and now I'm trying to trying to add a bit of colour in. Mm. You wanna join Blue Man Group? I'd love that. What do they do? Like drumming and pain and fucking easy. Yeah. Drumming and pain. Drumming and pain. You know it's special. They do more than that, but that's the only thing I can think of. Get they out. don't talk. Oh, I don't think, they? I think many people who listen to this sometimes wish I didn't talk. Oh, and we do more drumming and painting. No, no one's... Come on. What sort of right. maniacs listen to this podcast going, <laughs> I wish Amy would shut up and do a bit of drumming and painting. <laughs> I don't want to hear now from Amy over them. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Pass me that acrylic. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. We could try an episode paint. like that. Huh? Yeah, okay. All right, but not this one. No, because, no, no. Because we've got stuff to chat about in this one. Yeah. Such as what have we been doing this week, Yeah. Ian? Well, I'm about to embark on on moving, trying to rent somewhere else. Yeah. So later today, I'm going to go and view a place. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think me or my girlfriend want. But anytime I've rented, it's usually been someone else who's like done it like flat shares and stuff. Yeah. So I'm in the wilderness here. <laughs> I'm in the grass, and I think because I'm probably through watching Stafflet's flats and <laughs> and how that. Estate agents are generally characterised on TV. I'm really just dreading 
meeting some like 22 year old going, ah, the thing about this bedroom, ah, the bedroom's too small. We all know that. Point at it. Yeah. I'll you don't need around. to tell me, oh, the interesting thing about this kitchen, there's nothing interesting about this kitchen. Yeah. It's got an oven. Don't have a dishwasher. I'm going to do that by hand again. <laughs> Fucking hell. And washing my dishes like a peasant. I couldn't go back now. I've never had mm. a dishwasher in my life until this flat that I live mm. in right now. Yeah. Never thought they were necessary. Now I would rather die than go back to hand washing my dishes. Like I, I wouldn't want to live. What I like, get the hot tap on. It's almost boiling. <laughs> and I hold the plates underneath. I'm like, oh, oh, ah. Everything's just melting away. And like, whoa, a bit of water goes in your hands. You're like, ah. You just got a grip on the ceramics yeah. getting so Big hot you can barely fingers. hold it. Yeah. Oh, like, like King Charles's fingers. Yeah, King Charles' oh, fingers. Oh, but you, but just a couple of, couple of rubs mm. with the scouring pad. Yeah, you could eat your hand after you've washed these yeah. plates because it's just cooked now. Yeah, and it's so numb from the hot water, you wouldn't feel yeah. eating it. Eating that's you can eat your own fingers. And who don't want to do that? Mm. Tell me that. You show me a person who don't want to eat their own fingers, and I'll show you a liar. Yeah. I'll show you a liar or I'll show you someone who doesn't have any fingers because they've already done it. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to meet your own fingers in this night? Ew. Already done it. Two little trotters. What have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, I, again, house related. There was a spider in my bed. Spi- in your bed? Well, I was on on the bed. Mm. My partner was also on the bed. Oh. And I looked <laughs> fully clothed. Okay. And I looked over, saw something crawling, and I went, oh, God, there's a spider, right? Now, the spider I would describe as a medium spider. Mm. If anything, small, medium. Mm. Now, I am arachnophobic. And my partner, who's much better at getting the spiders than me, he sort of sorted it out, right? And then he said to me, that was a huge spider. And I said, no. Mm. I said, no, no, no. That was a medium small spider and he said that Mm. was a massive spider I said no it wasn't then I thought back to a time a few months ago one night I'd gone back to my flat and there was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life Mm. outside the door of my flat and it was running around like a rat running around and I had to get my boyfriend to get that Right. And this was like late at night. I'd sort of come in from a gig and had to ring him and be like, you can't get this spider. It's outside my door. I can't go to sleep. And he was like, oh my God. Okay. Because I thought it was going to come through the gap of my front door. So I'd put cardboard under the gap. And then I'd sort of message my boyfriend and said, I've put cardboard under the gap so it can't get in. And he said, you know, spiders like cardboard, that you'll be attracting it to the cardboard. And I still don't know to this day if that's a joke or not. So then I was like stood in absolute paralysis, not knowing whether to keep the cardboard there, remove the cardboard, it's already in the cardboard. Anyway, he comes around, he gets a spider, it's all fine, I go to sleep. Mm. So then when he's saying to me the other night, that spider on the bed was massive. And I went, no. No, no, the spider you got the other month was massive. And he went, no, it wasn't. And I was like, what? And he's like, that was a tiny one. And I was like, you didn't get the spider. Oh, you got the wrong one. You didn't get the right spider. So there is the the mother of all spiders Mm. let loose and has been... For months. Yeah, and all that cardboard. All it that cardboard. Cardboard. It, they love cardboard. Fucking 
Hell. Clearly, he's come round, killed a money spider, left an absolute mm. monster hunter spider that looks like it could kill a goose, just oh. roaming free. And I've gone, oh, thank you, my hero. And then I've gone to sleep. Yeah. Then all I could think of was me being asleep and this massive thing crawling all around the bed yeah. on the face. And it will have done. And it will have done is the thing. It will have done because they're attracted to me, like mosquitoes are yep. attracted to me. Your skin has the texture of a cardboard box. <laughs> it just thinks it's a big cardboard person. Six pounds for a pint. Let's move on, Ian, yeah. please. What's happening? Oh, no. It's kicking off is what's happening up north, Ian. Oh. It's absolutely click- clicking off. Clicking off and kicking off. <laughs> It's kicking, it's clicking. This is from one of my favourite publication titles, The Telegraph and Argus. Oh, yes. Oh, Argus, Argus, Argus. Mm. Because it's sort of like Arga, it's sort of like Anus, it's sort of like Argos. Yeah. The three things I always hope to have in my life. (laughs) I've never had an Arga. Yeah, when you move in a house, you want to be like, the house has got an Arga, there's an Argos nearby, and I've still got an Anus. Thank God. And what's happened is Coronation Street star Catherine Tildesley hits back at bakery. (laughs) There has been a feud going on. Really, with a bakery? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. So, basically, there's a bakery in Keefley. It's in the Bradford area. It's in Keefley called Three Little Birds Bakery. Lovely, independent bakery. Mm. Now, somebody apparently... Not Catherine herself. Okay. But this bakery was contacted with an email to the bakery, independent bakery, saying, I'm wondering if you would be interested in the following opportunity. Mm. We are organising a 40th birthday party for a well-known celebrity. Already I'm suspicious. Are they trying to get a free cake? Oh, yeah, and not just a free cake. What they're after... They're saying they won one times 40th birthday cake. Guess the theme of the party. Coronation Street? No. That's usually all they do. <laughs> it does begin with C, but it's three word. Three word? Yeah. Something as something. Um, cap. Close, really close. Really? Yeah, you're just missing one letter there. Cop. No. Cup. Add a letter to cap. Caps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Camp. Oh, Camp Campus as, Christmas. Oh, that would have been better. They've gone with one times 40th cake. The theme of the party is campus tits. <laughs> <laughs> tits camp? Apparently so. Camp as tits. I'm a very camp lady, it has to be said. Like if I went to a fancy dress party, like, yeah. oh, the theme is campus tits, I'd be yeah. like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what am I doing here? What do you go as tits? Probably going to sell it up two beanbags to me. Yeah, campus tits. Yeah. Or two um, camping chairs. Yeah. As tits. Yeah. Then you camp as camp tits. Yeah, or I'd, I'd like go in a tent, I'd cut yeah. two little leg holes oh, and yeah. I'd walk around in a tent like one of the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely going to be the theme of my birthday, so yeah. I, look, I look forward to that. So they want a 40th cake, campus tits. Uh, they want 100 cupcakes... And they want one smaller cake for her husband as it's actually his birthday that day and they wanted to surprise him. They're wanting two cakes and 100 cupcakes. Can I, but 
So is it not going to be her birthday on the day of the party, no, do you reckon? it's not. I'm so out. Yeah. she's like, I want all these cakes for me and this big party for me and, yeah. the, and the famous campus tits. Also, on the day of my birthday party, it's, it's also my husband's birthday. So you want to just him. get him a little cake? Yeah. Do something on your own birthday, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst thing about it is that, as you suspect, they're not offering payment. Yeah. They are saying, in return for being the supplier for the event, payment would be made in the form of promotion on their socials with over 700,000 followers, as well as being promoted in OK Magazine. The party has a guest list full of celebrities and industry people from TV, film and music, so loads of work would come from it. Right. Do you want to hear the response from the Three Little Birds Bakery of Keithley? Yeah. And I'm sure you know, I certainly know, as comedians, sometimes you do get offered gigs uh, and they say, we'll pay you in promotion. I did an unpaid gig. Yeah, because someone that was run by the person who casts The Witcher on Netflix haven't been in it yet. (laughs) What am I doing that for, for no money? I love the word yet. That's incredible. I'll be there. I'm sure it's all been filmed. (laughs) It's all done. They're just holding on for insane. So this is how Three Little Birds Bakery respond. Hello, Abigail. So whoever's contacted them on uh, Catherine's behalf is called Abigail. Thanks so much for the email. We do have a availability for your date. I am so sorry to hear that your client has fallen on such hard times they can't afford to pay small businesses for their products. Unfortunately, as my mortgage provider doesn't take payment in the form of promotion on their socials and my staff can't feed their kids with exposure on Instagram, I'll have to decline your very generous offer. I think Shots fired! Yeah, and I think that's completely fine. Yeah. I hate the idea of someone from fucking Coronation Street. Just like <laughs> her being like, oh, share out my socials. What, who's going to go? Catherine Tildesley. As, oh, she got a cake from Sansa. And I love Catherine <laughs> and everything she does, so I might get a cake from the same bakers. Um, oh, it's quite expensive to do that, and I don't have the money because I'm not on Coronation Street every day. I'm sick of... I well, just wish I had more money, basically, or more yes, followers. I'm getting annoyed. More cake. But, but I love that response. Hold your horses, because okay. that's where we were. So we've come back to the Telegraph and Anus for Catherine's response. She's yeah. fighting back. She's hitting back. And This will be good. What she's saying is she hasn't got nothing to do with it. She hasn't contacted them. This is a PR company called Neverland who've mm. contacted them. And she's like, look, it's nothing to do with me. But she's still being a little bit sassy because she said, I hope the cake lady got the exposure she was craving. I've got journalists knocking on my front door while my kids are playing in the front room. Dead nice, that. What are you fucking, who are you angry at? She's angry at the cake lady. She's angry at your PR firm. For asking for yes. free stuff for you for all the time. Surely. But then she says, I'm not working with the lovely OK magazine on anything mm. that I'm aware of. She wants to, doesn't she? She fucking Butted wants them to. up in that statement. Oh, my God, The she lovely wants to. people at OK magazine. They're lovely. <laughs> Put little red rings around things on women's bodies that aren't good enough. And they're lovely. <laughs> I do want cellulite to be pointed out to me. Yeah. I like to know where it is at all times. Oh, the lovely little long lens cameras when someone's going through a divorce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, take a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> So-and-so looking glum days after divorce announced. They're fucking assholes, Catherine. Your PR's an arsehole. OK, magazine shit. I got no sympathy for this woman. 
If you're a soap actor, pay for your cake. Pay small businesses, pay performers, pay anyone that deserves to be paid who is an independent company or yep. a small business or an artist, pay them what they deserve. If you really want free cakes, get them from... What's the biggest cake conglomerate? Kipling. Kipling! Get him from Kipling. Kipling, Catherine! Get a free Battenberg from Kipling. He'd jump at the opportunity. Get 100 Battenbergs from Mr yeah. K. Please! But I'd like to give a genuine shout-out to Three Little Birds Bakery mm. in Keithley. Yeah, and... Well done. We should say, in exchange for us covering this story, that <laughs> <laughs> they provided us with 100 cupcakes... <laughs> We've just got to be transparent about that. <laughs> yeah, and we'd like a cake each. And if you could do us 100 Northern News cupcakes. Yeah, if you're wondering why a lot of the stars had a little chewing going on. <laughs> I think that's absolutely disgusting. Mm, try that one, try that one. Mm. Yeah, so well done, Beck in particular, from Three Little Birds Bakery, who responded to that email. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, good honour. Good honour. Who's died? So, Ian, what has been going on that you found out in the north? Well, it's another company getting annoyed. <gasps> so, Scaffolder teaches driver a lesson for parking right outside his firm's doors. Oof. So, they've got doors that are very clearly labelled as it's your classic newspaper picture yeah. where the upset people from the scaffolding company are pointing at the sign that say, No parking. It's a classic picture. Gates in use at all times. And someone has parked right outside that so they can't access the, the scaffolding company. So what they've done is they've built some scaffolding around that car so the car can't <laughs> leave. They've built a little um, a little metal cage for the car. Oh, that is fantastic. And they've basically um, put it in a little car prison. Wow. The first line of the article, if there's one thing... You don't want to see when returning to your car. It's this. Yeah. If there's one thing, yeah. every, you always say it, I hope someone hasn't built scaffolding around my car. That's the thing that you, when you're doing your driving test and stuff, you're thinking, yeah, this is all well and good, mm. but I do not ever want to be in the situation yeah. where I'll come back to my car and it's in a little car prison. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You start thinking it's more trouble than it's worth passing you your do, driving you test. You do, yeah. Because this has got to be ten a penny. Yeah. There are probably other things that you don't want to see, if we're honest. You know, like mm. if you came back and there was like King Kong was on your car or your car was on fire or... <laughs> That's you know your what? first one. <laughs> then it's, oh, your car's on fire. <laughs> but your first one, like, oh, the car's on fire, but at least... At least it's at least not King, King Kong. King Kong in on it. Yeah, but above that, at least some, some scaffolders yeah. in a moment of absolute... Petty energy, mm. haven't built a scaffolding prison around the car. And if King Kong's about, you probably do want a bit of scaffolding around your car. Because then King Kong like, ah, I can't reach that. Oh! Yeah, it says, this is the reality for one driver. Mr Shaw, director of Shaw Scaffolding Services, a great adverts for a lot of companies today, said people <laughs> regularly ignore the no parking sign, so he decided to take it into his own hands. So he went to get some materials. So he could still open the door and access his materials. Yeah, okay. So, to be fair, he hadn't blocked it off too much. <laughs> You can see both doors fully open. Oh, he's also had the cheek on the bit of scaffolding around the car. Yeah. You know how scaffolding companies that like advertise on their scaffolding? They'll have like a little sign. He's He's got a little um, advertising sign attached oh, to the no. scaffolding around the car. 
as if anyone's going to be going, oh, yeah, we could do with a bit of scaffolding around our car. Um, You'd be like, oh, yeah, we do need scaffolding, but ideally I want them to have a really bad attitude. So yeah. then you, oh, yeah, these ones. But also they, um, they said people were coming out in the streets and watching and laughing. The woman next door couldn't believe what we were doing. She was laughing along. But then does it say what happened, who the owner of the car is and what happened? Well, let's see. Okay. He said the driver initially didn't see the funny side when returning to his car, but eventually the pair both laughed it off after a chat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's like, um, um, my wife's giving birth, I need to get in the car. <laughs> I don't see the funny side of this. <laughs> Ten minutes later. They're both going, at no, least it's not it King is. Kong. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, imagine King Kong. He'd be after your... Pregnant woman, he, he'd have swiped her. <laughs> She's on the floor. Towels, towels! Shh, come on. Shush, come on. Come on, woman, we're bonding here. I call her my little Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> this has all ended quite well, really. Let me see that picture again, though, because it doesn't feel like the car's, like, right parked across it. No, well, let me go back to the top one. Oh, uh, it, it is a bit. It is a bit, but, yeah, yeah. okay. The car's in the wrong, yeah. but the scaffolders have maybe gone a bit too far. Yeah. Comments on the article? The guy that parked there could have claimed, I've been framed. Hey! That's funny that is stuff. good. One person, I'm surprised that we haven't thought this actually. Where's the logic here? The car's blocking my property, so I'm going to lock it into a place. So yeah, I mean, it's harder to remove now you put a scaffolding around it. Got a hell of a point there. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, then you'd be like, Oh, you put scaffolding in my car. All right, well, I'll just leave it there then. For all time. And you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy another car and I'm going to park across the other door. Yeah, unlucky, I'm a millionaire. I'm going to buy three cars. One of them I'm going to use. One of them I'm going to park next to the car you've already done. Another one I'm going to run you over with. I'm going to pay someone to run you over so they won't know it's me. I'm going to fuck you up in your business. Wow. That's what can happen. It's a turn, didn't it? Well, that's well, what happens in life. they had a conversation life. and they laughed, and they it, laughed off. it off. They laughed it off. Of course they did. All's well that ends well. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Uh. Tip Podcasts. And now it's time for our special guest. We're joined by Catherine Bohart, who comes from Dublin, which had a friendship or cooperation agreement with Wuhan in China between 2016 and 2019, before it seemed to mysteriously rescind its cooperation. What's happened there, Catherine? <laughs> yeah, we broke off the friendship. Listen, um, they had a birthday party. We didn't hear about it. I actually okay, don't know. Actually. I did. 
<laughs> I'm sure that can't be true. Is it true? Apparently, yeah. I was looking at like the Twin Towns. You've also apparently got ongoing cooperation with Moscow. Very suspicious. Oh, Dublin. Wow. That's mad. We are, that's almost too friendly, like, from the Irish. That's like, yeah, no one else will be friends with them. I'm sure there's no good reason. We'll be friends with them. They seem nice. Come on, lad. Off we go. And then you go, hang on, you ate what? (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Devastated to hear it, to be honest. A horrible reckoning of internal existentialism is what's occurring in me now. And welcome to the podcast. um, And thank you so much for having me. (laughs) That's how we like to make everyone feel. Straight on the back foot. Are you friends with Russia? Did you did you oh eat a bat? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Good political satire. It's what you want from a news podcast. I like it. What we want to say really is, hello, Catherine. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> How are you? Hello. Good. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. And I'm well. Good. No part of Amy detected the sort of, the question mark or hesitation in, well, <laughs> like, I'm well. You were like, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. No, I'm grand. But I do think Irish people share a sort of northern sensibility, which is that, well, many actually, one of which is like where I think maybe Southerners, and I listen, I've only been here for 12 years, so what do I know? But I feel like Londoners answer fine because it's none of your business. Mm. And Northerners and certainly Irish people answer fine because they wouldn't want to trouble you. Yeah. yeah. And our bar is so low, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. What what should we expect from life other than misery? Drudging cruelty. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine, have you ever been to the north? Yes. Um I have an aunt who lives in York. I have oh. um of course I do. She's Irish. I love, love, love Newcastle and Manchester. They're very like Dublin, I think, maybe because they're red brick, because there's oh there's a lot of red brick. There's a very similar energy in both places, I think, to Dublin. Yeah. I gig there a lot. I love that. I think the similarity is that like Newcastle and Manchester are very friendly, salt of the earth people, but there is an edge to them. It's a bit fighty now and again. It's the same energy to Dublin, which is, and I think you're alluding to it, (laughs) which is the time of the day doesn't indicate sobriety. There we go. And that is a beautiful and interesting and knife edge sort of way to live. (laughs) Do you feel do you feel proud to be from Dublin? Of course I do. And also like I don't know if you have this but like I think when northern people talk about the north that the comparative is like why they're better than the south. And I think there's an Irish quality that is like we could be the worst in the world we're better than the English. Yeah. And there's a value in having a sort of better off miserly neighbor on whom you're dependent but who you resent <laughs> that brings out a pride that is comparative. Um, but still pride nonetheless. That's, you've summed that up beautifully, Mercy. Have you got a story from your hometown, Catherine, that you would like to share with us? Yeah, listen, I'm from a small village, well, used to be a small village, now quite a big suburb called Clonsilla, at uh, Clonsolloch in Dublin. Oh. Thank you, yes. When I was looking up stories from my area, uh, they were predominantly about gangland drug crime. And that's not a big laugh. So instead, I've brought you this story, which I also think summarizes my area pretty well. Here's the headline. Waitress who cut little finger while polishing glass awarded 50,000 euro. A judge ruled that the waitress did not receive, this is my favorite part, adequate training in how to polish glass safely. (laughs) She's smashing her hand into the glass. thought you were meant to polish it by yeah just shoving it in a temple <laughs> isn't that so funny wow. 50,000 euros it's only a little finger if 
if I yeah. cut my entire finger off and sold it on eBay, I wouldn't get 50,000 euros. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking through a world in which you'd be like, I'll chance it. Um, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> um, yeah, also, it's not even really like a, you don't use the little one for anything vital. No. And that's a lesbian talking. <laughs> Yeah. If a lesbian's not using their little finger, <laughs> what does the rest of the world need them for? What use do we have of it except to fill it's a It's the appendix of the hand. Chop them it off. It really is. Chop them off, yeah. Rid. But 50,000 euro, yeah. The judge says, I'm satisfied on the balance of probability that the defendant in this case was negligent. There was no training provided and it should have been. But are you like, these malicious employers didn't train her because they wanted her pinky to themselves. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> in case you're wondering if it was like a severe injury or she lost her whole finger mm-hmm. it says she was immediately taken to Blanchetown Hospital where my mother worked for a long time medical reports revealed she'd been left with a small scar and that damage to a nerve in her finger had not properly healed and she still suffered hypersensitivity in the area of the injury hypersensitivity she got a more sensitive finger because of this she should be paying them yeah. I agree <laughs> the superhero <laughs> It's hypersensitive little finger woman. Here she comes now. (laughs) She told the judge, get this, she told the judge her finger was affected when touching items and in cold weather, she even had to wear a glove sometimes. In cold weather. (laughs) In cold weather. Don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? This poor woman. I'm on the side of this poor woman. (laughs) My my question to, to you guys is, the offer's on the table, 50 grand for your little finger. Are you taking it? What, it's all coming off? Or is it just hypersensitive? tip. The tip is gone. So you've got one joint still. What are you using it for? Mm, I'm taking the 50k. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a hope in hell of buying in this city. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm taking, taking 50k. Yeah, I'm taking the 50k. And that is an astonishing, and I hate to get there so quickly, horrible reflection on the Tories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I don't have to think. I'm like, well... Yeah, I guess I would cut off a part of my finger for a house deposit because what the hell else am I going to do? And that's coming from someone who's friends with Moscow. I'm friends with yeah. Moscow. Best friends with I Moscow. I could be doing deals and I'd rather cut off my finger because I'm a good egg. <laughs> I think you'd get more if you cut it off yourself as well because they must have to pay someone to cut your finger off. Oh, you think you save on admin costs? Yeah, travel and like an <laughs> hourly wage. So I reckon you'd get £50,030 or a hundred thousand and sixty if you take might as well take both off bit of symmetry. Mm. Hundred grand, that's a deposit. Yeah, that is. I would it yeah, is. I would do yeah. that. I would pay the thirty pounds admin charge for somebody to cut it off <laughs> for me. Else to do it. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I don't think for thirty pounds I would be able to cut off a part of my body. Yeah. If I haven't got the training to polish a glass, I really don't think I'm going to have the training to amputate myself. I can't even tweeze my own eyebrows. I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah. I could cut it off, but then I think I would... Um... No, you couldn't, Ian. No, you couldn't. But the, the action's quite easy. I think the big problem then would be I'd be looking at it going, oh, there's a lot of blood now. What, what, what do I do next? I think you want a man with gauze... Or a woman who knows how to do a clean-up. Like, you need something yeah. on your side. Ian, if you ever decide to do this, I will pay the £30 for somebody to do it for you. He has 100k. Why are you paying his 30 quid? <laughs> the man's rolling in it. I mean, he's not yeah. rolling in fingertips, <laughs> but he's pretty much loaded. He's rolling in his own blood if I don't cough up that 30 quid and I'm not willing to do that. 
<laughs> I guess you could stay in his spare room when he has the house. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. You could call it like the nib room or something so that you always remember. Mm. Keep the nib in the room. Yeah, I'd have them framed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fingers that bought the house. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. It has been a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> it really has. So before you go, Catherine, what have you got coming up and where can we find you? Well, I'm going to be looking at my fingers in a new light, obviously. I'm going on tour. It's called Again with Feelings, which, I mean, would also work if I do get the extra sensitivity of my fingers. <laughs> and I have a podcast called Trusty Hogs. Um, it's more screaming than this, if I'm honest. Um, but you've been on it and we loved having you. We'd love to have Ian sometime. Listen. It's been lovely to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for doing it. I feel so weird. <laughs> but you feel the same. <laughs> that you've had a good time and you feel just as fine as you did when you started talking to us. I guess I feel different. And that's something. Change is as good as the rest, isn't it? So thanks very much, lads. <laughs> thanks so much for coming <laughs> on. And um, yeah, we've all learned a lot, I think. <laughs> It's pissing it down. Amy, I'd like to know what's going on in Hull. Would you? Mm. Why? Um, I think just podcast. Right, okay. I'd love to tell you what's been going on mm. in Hull. Well, it's just outside of Hull, if I'm being completely honest. It's North Ferriby. Oh, okay. It's very, it's, it's attached to Hull. Yeah. You could walk from North Ferriby to Hull. Yeah. Uh, someone's found summer in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the headline? Yes. What have they found? They found something they thought was a Victorian bucket. Oh. But it wasn't, Ian. It was better than that. Oh. It was an Anglo-Saxon bloody bowl. Yes. 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 Bowls over buckets every day. It is an absolute triumph. So this guy, Chris Ulliott, do you know mm, him? No. Chris Ulliott found the relic during a dig in February. He initially thought it was a Victorian bucket, but kept digging anyway. So basically, this guy, right, has had a metal detector and he's only got it in lockdown. He's not like a big metal detector head. Mm. He's just like, he's a hobbyist, if anything. Yeah. And he's going round this field, beep, 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 whatever. He's not finding much. He finds something. He's dug two feet down and he says, usually, if you're digging two feet down, it's a piece of crap. And he's digging and he thinks, oh, here we go. I think this might be uh, a Victorian bucket. And obviously that's exciting in itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be excited if I found a Victorian bucket. But no, he's realised that actually, even though it's in excellent nick, it's an Anglo-Saxon bowl, mm. which is over 1,500 years old. Wow. And it's metal. Oh, I'm looking at a few Anglo-Saxon bowls on Google Image Search. Well, they're pleasing to look at. Yeah. But what's even more pleasing than that, particularly, I imagine, for Chris Ulliott, who found it, is that they go for a, a bit of money. Yeah, that's the main thing I'd be bothered about. They go what am for I getting a, for this Anglo-Saxon bowl? They go for a bit of money here. So Chris contacted York Museum. Smart thing to do, because I'd mm. be like, whack it on eBay, £2.50. Yeah. Starting bid, though, because I yeah, want a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to get to 20 quid, if I'm honest. No, he's contacted York Museum and took the relic in to be officially recorded. Anyway, they've said you could fetch up to £30,000 for this. Whoa! £30,000 for a bowl! That. That's almost as much as we get per episode for this. 
Well, almost. I wouldn't do it for less. But uh, yeah, can you imagine that? 30 grand. Yeah, for an old bowl. For an old bowl that you thought was a bucket. You can get a new one from Ikea for like a fiver. You could get a set of six. Yeah. For that, for 30 grand. It's <laughs> mad. And But you can't even use that bowl now. It'll just be put in a glass display. I'd yeah. like to just clean it and I'd, I'd pop some oranges in it. No, you wouldn't. It's got some holes in it. So, like, it's in excellent oh. condition, but like, if somebody fed you on that boat, mm. it's in excellent condition mm. for a 1,500 year old. Exactly that. It's the sort of thing that you might get in a sort of hipster cafe, though. Yeah. You might get a bit of sour bread and some olives, some mm. of them big olives. Sour bread. Sour bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bread sour. You know, that sour bread. Like a tangfastic. <laughs> All that kind of sour sugar around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my favourite kind of bread. I'm sort of just getting into it. So, well done to Chris Elliot. The nice thing is he, he's going to split the profits between himself and the, the landowner where, of where he found it, which is very... Because I'd just be like, don't need to tell him about that. But he's splitting the profits and he says he ups a museum, buys it. Because uh, it could end up anywhere in the world. It'd be nice if a museum buys it so I can go and see it. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely, that. Lovely, lovely, lovely. That's lovely, that. So that's what's going on in Hull forward slash North Ferriby. Shut that door. What has been going on in Ghoul? <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on in Ghoul? What's been going on in Ghoul? Um, well, listen. Yeah. Not as much happens in Ghoul. For example, let's have a look in Ghoul Times website. I'm going to look live. Is this you telling me you've not you've not brought a story? Oh, in? I've been looking. At, I've got a story. <laughs> but the main um, story in Ghoul at the minute is um, an artist has revealed his latest fundraising calendar. So, um, right. Harold Mason, BEM. I don't know what that means. BEM. Bem. British Empire Medal. Oh, fucking hell. All right, mate. Rawcliffe's talented artist and fundraiser has released his calendar for 2024. Early. It is quite early. The kind-hearted resident, has he written it himself, has been showcasing <laughs> some of his incredible... Ripped. <laughs> the ripped artist <laughs> has been showing some of his incredible artwork in his calendars for many years, with all the proceeds going to Share Africa a charity which aims to improve the lives of those living in poverty in Zambia. The 91-year-old's <gasps> newest work highlights wonderful scenes captured in the East Riding, including Flamborough Head, Beverly, oh, and North Cave Church, oh. and the River Ooze. Oh. And you can buy these calendars from Chapelow's newsagent in Goal. Right. So he's, he's done them all. Yeah. And he's whacked him in a local newsagent yeah. and said, nip in there, pick him up. That's lovely. I'll show you one of his watercolours, but you know what I mean? This is what I'm dealing with in Ghoul at the minute. Someone's done a watercolour of the River That's Ouse. beautiful. It is nice. Is that one of his? Yeah. And he's 91? 91. Blimey, that's excellent. He's got the nimble fingers of a 46-year-old. Yeah, not a day over 46, that. I'm just going to do a quick Google of Harold Mason paintings. And then put fit ripped. See what comes up. Fit ripped. <laughs> um, he's done some lovely ones. Oh yeah. He's done some lovely ones. <laughs> Does he have a shop? No, I don't think so. If somebody was listening to this podcast and was like, "I love a painting mm. from Harold," 
and I'd love to give to charity. They can't do this online. They no, have they to, got go got to, go. to a specific ghoul news agency. They've got to go to Chaplos. Chaplos. You got to, yeah, Chaplos. <laughs> Chaplos. You got to say that when you go in. Yeah. And then you got to ask for the watercolor calendars. Wow. That is the That's main story. Yeah. On the Ghoul Times. <laughs> That, that's it this week. An old man's made a calendar. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Next it, biggest one isn't even yeah. about goal. Yeah. A boxing club adopts CIO status. I don't know what that means. CIO. I don't know. It's probably going to be something that when we look at, it's going to be bleak. Certainly incredible. Let's have a look. Awful. It's now become oh a charitable incorporated organisation in its own right. Oh, good for them. Yeah, so that's good. So, it busy and go. Yeah. Someone's come up with a calendar. Yeah. Lots of people smacking each other in the head in our charity. Should we do a calendar? Oh, yeah. 2024 Northern News calendar. Yeah. But what would we do? It'd be expensive. But just drive to different places up north and point at them like you do in newspapers. <laughs> point at them. Ian and Amy pointing at stuff looking sad. 2024. <laughs> uh, what I would like to do is recreate... The pictures of our favourite stories. So do you know there's mm. like the the story a bit ago where the uh, the couple Morrisons wouldn't serve them hot meat pies yeah, before yeah. nine a.m. I would like us to dress as them and hold a pie and look sad. Yeah, and then we pick another story like the chunked out your bean headmaster Can't story. What the photo was for and we'd recreate that picture. I'm just googling chunked out your bean, sir. Um... <laughs> Oh, there's no, it's just a picture of a building. We'll dress up as the building. But I think that'd be lovely, don't you? Yeah, dress up as a building. It should be easy enough. We could get the um, the tattoo, the young boy with a tattoo, dragon tattoo on his back. Yeah, yeah. One of us would just have to get a tattoo. Well, I think you get that and I'll cheer you on. <sighs> yeah, all right. <laughs> well, keep your eyes peeled for the merch. Yeah. 2024 calendars. I might try and make my own bean, bait beans. Right. I don't, I'm not interested Where'd in Where'd you get beans from? Well, you've fallen out the first hurdle in many ways, haven't you? Mm. And why would you want to make your own beans? Selling them. Yeah, but I feel like if you went into any sort of outlet mm. and said, hello, is there a manager I could speak to? I've made my own beans. I don't know. I don't that. think they'd you want get your to beans. To you. you met the sauce. No, that's I, the hate, only two. I hate all of this. Well, you're not getting a cut. Of the bean merch. As long as I don't have to taste them, I'm I'm fine with that. Okay. Well. That's it, isn't it? Thanks for listening. That's it. Two stories from Ghoul, they were so big. <laughs> you lucky listeners. <laughs> Calendar and boxing. Whoa. Hell. Probably going to be the longest podcast episode after those two stories. In history. Mm. Of all podcasts. I think so. But Oof. thank you. Thank, thank you, you for listening. Thank you once again. We've got to the end of another mm. episode. And thank you so much to our extra special guest, Catherine Bohart. Please, 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 for the love of God, go and check out all her <laughs> socials so you can see what she's up to. Live shows, radio shows, and of course, let's not forget mm. a wonderful podcast called Trusty Hogs. Yes. I've been on it. It's great. I haven't been invited. Well, you will be, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So go check all that out. And you can join us on Patreon and Apple Subs. If you want bonus episodes every week. Yeah, every week. And loads of little additional stuff. And we try and keep them short, but often 
we wang on. Yeah, yeah. And I would describe it as wanging. Mm. We wang on. We you wang get on. loads of bonus content. Too much, probably. Too much. But <laughs> having said that, we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see you there. It really helps support the podcast, keeps it getting made, and keeps Ian from starting up his own bean manufacturing plant, which is really important yeah, to me. And I'm close to doing He's it. Close to doing it. You gotta join on Patreon. It's a couple of quid a month. I'm gonna please. have a staff of five people in a factory. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. I don't want to work for him. Please sign up to Patreon. Sign up. Or Amy's going to be doing some long shifts. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.